This is Michael Willis with the Greater Things Podcast, coming back to you once again for another great episode. We're really excited for this episode today. I am for sure. Uh, I've got my good friend Eli Mays is back with me. Say hey, Eli. Hey, guys. How are you doing? And then I've got my good friend Joe Wooten, and uh, if he wants to say hey, Joe. Hello, everybody. Uh, Joe is here with us. Uh, I know Joe don't. Joe will take this as bragging, but it, it's... It's an honor to have him here. Um, Joe is a spiritual leader in my life, a mentor in my life, and I somebody I look up to and 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 just as a mentor, as a friend, and, and I'm glad that we've grown together and growing together in Christ. And uh, I was just glad to have him here. I asked him a couple of weeks ago, and I think we was unsure. I was unsure. <laughs> we was unsure how it was going to go, uh, but now we're here and, and we're ready to roll. So uh, we're going to dive in. Um, most of you know Brother Joe. Had his wife, Sister Yuba. Uh, can I brag on her for a minute, and then I'll let you take off. Yes. Sister Yuba was a, uh, just an outstanding person in our life, and, and again, another spiritual mentor, a spiritual mother to us. One thing that uh, that I always loved about Sister Yuba, and, and correlation with me and my wife, she always prophesied both. She prophesied both of our children coming coming into life, and. and some people don't look at that as a crazy deal, but man, that was so awesome when you had somebody like that that would come to you and say, you know what, you're going to be blessed with, with child, be blessed with a baby. Uh, that was amazing. And there was just many moments and times that I can remember and things that she would give me, words that she would give me, but I, I loved her to death. But Joe's here, and Joe is, we was going to start telling his story uh, and let him take off. We're going to let Joe take off, and he's going to start from the beginning. He asked how long we had before we started, <laughs> and we told him about an hour. So, we're, if we've got that, if we've got to go longer than that, we will. But uh, we're just going to take off. So, Joe, I just want you to take off from the beginning and just share y'all's story a little. Wow, thanks a lot, Michael. I appreciate that. I appreciate everything that y'all doing and stuff. And I, and I, you know, um, when when Michael came to me and asked me this, I was pretty nervous and. And I was like, you know, and then I was like, I think about it. And, and I was like, you know, God has done so much for me, done so much for my yeah. wife that I, you know, I have to tell it. Yeah. I just have to tell it because he is so good. And um, I'll just say that we started, we went to, we worked at Tyson together. We met at Tyson's and then we got together and, and um, we was together for a long time. And she had a lot of problems, a lot of sicknesses, diabetes, most worst one. And she had thyroid problem and a few other things. Well, then later on in life, she, we, I went and we went and bought a new car. Not a new car, almost a new car. And it was the best one we had. And then she, uh, right after that, we went to the doctors and she got diagnosed. All right, she got diagnosed with kidney failure. And she had to do dialysis. Right before that, though, I forgot, um, we, they changed, I got a new job and I, and I started working different hours. And I, I go to work at one and be done at six. And I was like, wow, this is good. You know, just a couple hours of work, three hours of work, get paid for eight. Well, then she started doing dialysis. And, I, and, um, and we did it. We had to go to Fort Smith three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, every, every week. And, and um, so my job helped me have schedule different hours to sleep. I can sleep whenever I wanted to. So um, I slept before we went. And then when we got there, I'd drop her off, go in there with her, and then I'd 
sometimes just drive around and, and just do things and and I uh, come back and visit with her and stuff and so anyway um, we went on with life and everything and and did dialysis for a long time and and then they just they come up with this deal so we could do it at home so then we had to um, we had to do dialysis in the daytime so we had to go every day so I slept the nighttime before I went to work and and at first you know I was praying and praying about this and everything and I was went to this room and I had this room it was a spare bedroom and I was praying a lot praying um, and felt like my prayers was going nowhere here to the ceiling that was it and no nowhere else and then I just we just started doing dialysis home and every month when she had a period it would mess up and and they would they would her when she had her period she, it would mess up so so we would um, had to go back and and they had had to fix that and and they took it out put it on her it was in her stomach so they took the hose out and put it on the other side and and it just one complication after another and complication after another and I mean it was just struggling she tried to do the the veins in her arm and they went and did that and, and it wouldn't work so so here we are just having all kind of complications and everything and then we had this preacher come to our church his name was Roger Nichols and uh, he preached on Second Kings chapter 6 and 1 through 6 or something like that and it was talking about Elijah when he was he they went to build a place by the riverside and they asked Elijah to join them. one of them was had an axe head and it fell in the water yeah. and and they went to Elijah and asked about it and Elijah said take me back to where where the axe head fell so so he went took him back to the place where he lost his it. And so Elijah took a stick and he threw it in the water and the axe head floated to the top and it, and it come back to shore. And, um, and the preacher said, go back to where you left God. You know, I was reading my Bible, praying and doing everything I was supposed to do. But, but when he said, go back to where you left God. And I was like, wow, I left God in that room. I left him in that room because, you know, I felt like my prayers was going nowhere. So I started bawling, and Yuba was the same way. She was crying. We both went to the altar and prayed, and after that, she got off of dialysis. Wow. She got off of dialysis for two years, seems like, and, and they said that was unheard of. No one does that. And she still used the restroom and, and stuff when she was on dialysis, and they said that would quit. But so, so she got off of dialysis for two years, and then uh, and I was like, wow, you know? And I look back on the things, and I remember, you know, I was thinking, man, God wasn't working and stuff, and I was struggling, but I was too blinded to see what God actually was doing in my life. You know, I mean, I needed a new car to get back and forth to, to Fort Smith. It was like an hour drive there and back, there one way and an hour back, and I, I needed a new car for that. And I didn't really pay attention to that. And you know, and I, the job I had, I, I, um, I got to work whenever, I, you know, I could sleep whenever I wanted to, so, so that, you know, that was awesome. And so, so I did that, and I was like, wow, you know, God gave me that job right before this happened. All this lined up right before it happened, and, and um, God just did amazing things. Well, then she had to go back on dialysis, and we did dialysis, and, and they got a new machine, and it worked great. She did, 
dialysis and everything worked fine and everything. And, and I was like, wow, we, I was amazed, you know, and, and I thank God for that. I mean, they, they did do a hysterectomy the first time <laughs> and, and they was going to go do the veins again. I said, Hey, just do it in the stomach. Try it, you know, I'm one more time. So they did mm -hmm. it and it worked fine. Everything worked fine and everything. And then we haven't went to Mexico in a while. She's from Mexico and, and it, the cartels got bad over there. And, and so she, she hasn't been seeing her family for a while. And so I told my wife, I said, we need to fly over there, fly over all that mess and just go straight to, to the, to her house. So we decided to do that. And, sh and so we went in there, they asked the doctor, he says, Hey, can we do, uh, can we not do dialysis these two weeks while we're on, while we're in Mexico? And he said, no, he said three to five days at the most, you'd be dead. Oh. So we decided to take all the supplies over there. I said, well, we could just take them on a bus and send them over there ahead of time if it costs too much on the airplane. So I called the airport and everything and they said, all medical supplies are free. Wow. And so we had, we had, uh, we had like 10 boxes of supplies or 12 and it was heavy boxes, had this machine, we loaded it all up and well, I was like, you know what? Instead of going to the airport in Little Rock, let's go to Dallas so that way we can just go from Dallas straight to Mexico so we ain't got to worry about our stuff to get lost. So that's what we decided to do. And we left after work, drove to, to Little Rock, I mean to Dallas, and, and we got on the plane, we flew to Mexico. By the time we got there, her face was swollen and she was having troubles and everything. And um, oh, I forgot one thing, but uh, before we went to Mexico, I, I felt like we needed to fast. Me and the kid, I told the kids we need to start fasting, fast. And, um, and I've been doing a lot of fasting when she was sick and a lot. And, um, so I started fasting because all the cartel stuff over there and everything. And I, and I was scared that, you know, we, we could get kidnapped or killed or anything. So, so I, I was fasting for that. And right before we went to Mexico, there was a song come on and it was, came out and it was Thrive, I believe it was. Yeah. And it was said, uh, it's span your borders. And I was like, that's my song. <laughs> that's our cue. We're going to Mexico <laughs> and everything's going to be fine. So we go to Mexico and we got all these supplies. We go over there and we, we land in Mexico and you was swollen. You could see it in her face and in her, in her arms and stuff. So we go to, we go to her mom's and she's like, you know what? I'm going to do dialysis. She said, I'm going to go ahead and set up the stuff and do dialysis today. I said, okay, because she usually, because they got the new machine and she could do it at nighttime and unhook in the morning and she's good. But she decided to do it that day because, because she was swollen. So she, so she goes there and she tries to do the dialysis and the machine wouldn't work. And, and I was like, oh, this ain't good. This ain't good at all. So I tried to call the place and see if we can do something to the machine. Couldn't get a hold of nobody. We didn't have cell phones back then and, and uh, it was hard. So then- what, Don't mind me asking, what, what year was this around? Do you remember? No. 08, 09? 07 or 08, yeah. 07 08, somewhere in there. So 2007, 2008, okay. Yes. I was just curious on the time frame there. Yeah. Go ahead, sorry. So then, so we get over there and, um, and she's, She's trying to do this dialysis and it's not working. And I was like, okay, maybe we can do it manually. So we tried to do it manually and made her sick. So I was like, you know what? Let's pray about it. Yeah. Yeah. So we got in the room and uh, there was this girl from 
that from our church and went with us that, that year. And uh, we got in the room and we just started praying. And we, we got loud. We got loud and, and with authority. And you could see, you could feel the presence of God come into that room. Her mom, her sister was there and they was crying and because they was worried about their daughter, but they could feel the presence of God too. Did they believe? Do they, did they believe at that time? They, Kinda. They they did go to church, but yeah. it was Catholic church. Yeah. And it was her mom did it. Her sister, I don't, I'm not sure if she really went. And I'm not for sure if her mom really went very seldom. She just barely seldom went to church. Yeah. And so so when God came in the room, her 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 uh her her face changed. She went from swelling to unswelling and and she felt better. So the next day we, uh, she's like, you know what? I'm going to try dialysis again tonight. And I said, okay. I said, but I feel like God touched you. And she said, I'm going to try it. I said, okay. So she was kind of worried, you know. I mean, three to five days and you'd be dead, he said. Yeah. So we tried it again. I tried it manually again. And I guess we had the wrong equipment for, to do it manually, the wrong kind of the dialysis stuff. So it made her sick. And, and then she's like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not going to do dialysis. I said, I said, that's good. She said, I'm not going to do dialysis. So, so we was there 14 days after that. We was actually, you know, we was, we was supposed to come home one day and our plane left seven o'clock in the morning and it was supposed to be there at one o'clock. So we had to stay an extra day or two for another plane to show up. Mm. So we went back to the house and stayed a few more days. So it was, it was 14 days without dialysis. Wow. And we come back to, to the United States, and we took that machine back to to the dealership, and uh, and there, uh, to the dialysis center, and um, and we got a new machine. And she said, "Well, you think we should do it?" I said, "Well, I don't know." I said, "God, God had you back there," and I said, "But you, you know, you got your supplies now, so I don't know." I said, "I guess I'd do it," and just and so she decided to do it. And three months later, they called her for a kidney transplant. And she got a new kidney for that. Wow. <clears throat> so three to five days. I mean, I mean, Eli's over here in amazement doing the math here, but uh, that's either eleven or nine days that uh, that she that they didn't expect her to live past right. if they're doing that. And I mean, most most in you know, we put a lot of faith in God, but doctors put a lot of faith in themselves and and, yes. and a lot of knowledge in themselves, and their thinking is is higher in their ways. And most most doctors, you know, that that are like that. So when he said that, he probably was thinking, "You're writing a death sentence here if if you don't do this." But right. but y'all took the faith, and and, and I, I love that about y'all because I, I, many times you can you can see and you would know or I could tell that you got you were fasting for things. I I, I don't know, and just looking at you, you look. I mean, I don't mean this rude, but the changes that was made in your body when you was fasting. You know what I'm saying? Look, losing weight and looking like you was fasting. You've always made a conscious effort and a decision to be a to be a faster, to be a prayer warrior, and, and do those things. That was essential for her living, wasn't it? I mean, that was yes. that was life. And in in that situation, that circumstance, I, I guess I guess to really just wrap the mind around the picture of how big of a miracle this is, and and you take three days at the at the least, three days of if you don't do this, you're going to die in the next three days. So if you're sitting there, that's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday period. And she's supposed to be gone, but they had the faith, 
They declared it, and I love what you said. The power of God fell, and you took it by authority, is what you were saying when you was praying in that room. They took it by authority, Eli, and and I believe it's in John, where John says, the violent take heaven by force. You took the authority in the name of Jesus, and, and, and you prayed over her, and her countenance changed, and that was it. And that was the sign that God was going to work in that moment. Go ahead, Eli. Yeah, this kind of reminds me of something in the Bible, too. Uh, it reminds me of, like, they put their faith in action in yeah. such a way that they were y'all were just trusting in God yes. in that moment where she really was only going to have 11 to 9 days where stuff was not supposed to go right yeah. right yeah and so this reminds me of the story of the nobleman in John chapter 4 it's right after the woman in the well yeah. i've been on that a little bit <laughs> so uh and Jesus tells the nobleman you're not going to believe unless you see these signs and wonders and so he tells his tells the nobleman that his son is healed, and the nobleman goes back and talks to his people there, and they say that he was healed, and they ask when the hour was. They said it was the seventh hour, and he realizes that's when Jesus said, your son lives. And so that kind of reminds me of, you know, he had he just had to go back to his family, the nobleman did, and he had to believe in that time that his son was going to be healed. He had to trust in Jesus in that moment, and that kind of reminds me of, like, what y'all were saying, that... Y'all just had to put y'all's trust in God to not do dia dialysis and really put all your reliance on him. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of one of them situations where men may fail and machine may fail, but God does not fail. And yeah, that's ultimate living proof. And I remember when, I guess, 07, 08, somewhere in there, I was 15, 16, 17. I remember when they called and said, or Dad was saying that y'all's machine had not worked and was telling me your brother Robert maybe had told him. I can't remember. I don't know if y'all got in contact with him or something. But I remember them saying that that had happened and, and she made it through. And I was like, man, that that's crazy. That's And understanding, but as I got older, understanding what a miracle that really was. And, and you know, my wife, who's a nurse, explains these things to me. That's crazy. I mean, she she had to have that to live. And here, here God was giving her the support she needed. So. Uh, go ahead. You know, um, I was taken back, you know, um, on Hezekiah. When God granted Hezekiah 15 more 15 years. More years. Yeah. You know, I believe that they, Yuba, he, he, um, he gave that to Yuba. At least 15. More, I believe more than 15 years because there was a lot of times she should have been dead. Mm -hmm. A lot of times. I fasted a lot for her. And, you know, I prayed a lot for her. And one time, one time she... She, she, she was on thyroid medicine, and she decided it was too expensive, and quit taking it for a whole year. Wow! And she went in the hospital, and I thought she was going to die. And then finally, we got out of there and took her to another hospital, and they said her thyroid was out of whack. Mm. I think it was six thirty or something. Should have been dead, mm. and and she was two pints low in blood. And I mean, because she just, she quit taking her medicine and, you know, and there was a lot of times she, she should have been dead. A lot of times. I, one time I went to, she was in the hospital in Fort Smith and laying there. And my mom says, Joe, she don't look good. She don't look good at all. And I said, I know mom, I know. And, and there was a lot of times she was like that. A lot of times. And, but God, but God faithfully come to and touched her a lot of times. One time I remember she couldn't walk. And I was like, no, this ain't happening. So I went on a fast for her. And I, I fasted 
20, 20, 21, 22 days straight. And I was like, no, God. She gonna walk again. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. Oh, you're good. So anyway, I said, she gonna walk again. And so I was like, because well, I'm not eating until she does. And she went to um, to the neurologist, and there's really nothing they can do, nothing they can do. And finally, they give her this medicine, and it's Lyrica. And she started she started walking again. And I and you know and I I mean she had to walk again. She had to walk again. That or I was gonna die. Mm. So, but she started walking again. And, and then I mean later on in life she she couldn't walk it. She she. She had other problems and 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 got that away again, but but um, uh, she she broke her she broke her foot. Her dialysis was so bad that her her bones were fragile and her foot her leg, her foot got broken and and all they can do is put it in a boot because it would not heal. Hmm. And then she lost a few toes and and um, and stuff. But but I, I you know and I I go to work and she was. She just sat there and was depressed, and finally I was just like, you know what? I went and bought her an electric scooter, and and that brought her back. Yeah. She she had a lot better life than that after that. Hmm. Yeah. Whew. I've always told uh, I've always told Kelly that I I admired y'all's love for one another, but man, that solidified it there because uh, I don't know if you caught that Eli, but he was willing to die mm-hmm. for the love of his life. And whether we look at that or not, that's, that's, and Joe's gonna, that's the ultimate sacrifice. That was Jesus. That was Je- the mannerism of Jesus <clears throat> was willing to give himself for us. And Joe, that's your actions there on, on your wife. He was willing to give your life for her and for her to have the ability to go again, to walk again, to do all those things. And <clears throat> I can't imagine. Uh, and again, I, and I know you don't like, I know, I know people don't like me bragging on them. But I, I feel like people deserve the respect they're supposed to get when, when they honor God like they do. And, and on that, I, I want to honor you because, man, that, that's commendable and that's, that's hard to do and hard to look in the face. And, you know, uh, today's dad's birthday. It's supposed to be dad's birthday. And, uh, I know all the emotions are running wild, but man, you can't you can't imagine the time they're probably having together right now, yes. and, and the things they're doing they're getting to do in heaven. Look at them go, you know what I mean. And, and but I could always think, and they're they're to- totally do- those two are totally different spectrums because Dad was this six foot monster of a guy who who was really loud and boisterous and 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 could get your attention, and Yuba was this four eleven, four eleven, short. <laughs> 110 pound Hispanic woman who, who if she screamed, you wasn't sure if it was a bird outside or something <laughs> like that. But man, when she went, I always remember she'd go to that altar. Yeah. And when she went to that altar, the atmosphere changed in church, no matter what. And when she, and I guess not getting serious with God, but when she was telling God, I'm going to get serious with you here in this moment, yeah. something changed in the atmosphere. And man, that's commendable. That that is somebody that's spending time with God, that that honors God, that loves God and respects God. I thank you for sharing that, Joe. I, I really do. That's you know, you know um, um, when you talk about the altar. Yeah, I mean, when she go to the altar, she kicked my foot. She tap it on the side and said, <laughs> and I was like, oh, here she goes, here she goes. You know, you know, and also, you know, I I remember um, before she passed away, 
April, the year before she passed away, I felt like God wanted me to fast. And I started fasting every other day, and I did it for four months. And, uh, and then that, April of the following year, she passed away. And, and I look back on that, and I was thinking, you know, I think I wasn't fasting for her that, that year. I think I was fasting for me and my family, you know, because God helped us through that. You know, I mean, I remember, I remember when I was um, cooking chicken one day and um, frying some chicken and, and this. My daughter's like, you know, Dad, you need to cry. You need to cry. I'm like, nah, you know what? I cry, you know, I cry. I go behind the closed door. I don't, you know, I'm like, I'm happy for her because she's in heaven and she's not in pain and suffering no more. But, you know, I was cooking that chicken and uh, this song came on, on the Alexa. And I, I don't even, I don't even know how to work that Alexa. Every time I try to say something to it, it won't even, it don't even recognize my voice. I was cooking chicken, talking to my daughter on the phone and it's in the other room and people can't even hear me in the other room because I don't talk loud enough or something. I don't know, mumble or something. I don't know. I go to, I go to a drive-thru and try to order food and, and they're like, no, it ain't happening. <laughs> They, the people on the passenger side got to holler out the window because they can't even hear me, understand me. So I don't even go through drive throughs I just go inside, even if I'm taking it home. But anyway, so I'm I'm cooking this chicken, and this song came on, and I had a resentment against the song because because Yuba was uh, having troubles and stuff, and 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 um, this about this song time this song came out, and I was having resentment about about this song, and and um, and it just started playing. And I was, and, and I just started tearing up and I was like, what in the world? Why is this song playing? Why in the world is this election thing working? Why is it playing Christian music when I can't never get it to play Christian music? You know? I mean, so I'm like, what in the world's going on? And I'm thinking, God, what are you doing? Yeah. So, you know, I'm talking to my daughter that's been wanting me to cry and, and I, and I don't cry in front of her. So I'm like, I go outside, forget about the chicken. I go outside and I'm sitting there and I'm, and I'm crying and, and my daughter's just talking to me and I said, Ruthie, I'm, I'm crying. What? You crying? Why are you crying? And I told her what's going on. And she said, Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. <laughs> and so, so then I finally go back in the, in there and, and I mess with the chicken, get it off and everything. And then this other song come on that played at her funeral. And I was like, Oh my God, Lord. Really? Really? I'm fixing to go to work here. And I'm, now I'm bawling. I'm just bawling my eyes out, you know? And I'm like, okay, God, you got my attention. So I threw Ruthie, I, I can't talk. I, 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 I can't even talk. And so I was like, I'm praying. And she's like, I'll pray for you. And I said, no, I'm going to my room. And uh, so I hung up the phone and went to my room and, and I just give it to God. And, and God took it. And God is good. I mean, he's, yes. if you just let him, you let him, and you think about it, and you look. I know circumstances are bad sometimes and hard, and life gets hard and everything, you know, and um, people go through things. But if you look, if you really look, yeah. you can see God moving through it all. If you, tr if you give it to him, yes. he'll, he'll, he'll take it, and he'll, he'll work things out, and, and he's working in your life. He worked a lot in my life, and he's still working in my life, and I thank him for everything he does. And you know, and I come out of that room and I felt a lot better and I called my daughter back and, and she's, she's all happy and so she prays for me. Then I go wash my face off, put my chicken in my box and I just go to work. <laughs> <laughs>
Just watch. Just watch. <laughs> goes back to, I guess it goes back to Moses there. That Moses hit me, you know, when he's standing there at the Red Sea, just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Yeah. Just stand and watch and see what God's going to do. Yes. Joe, you're right. I mean, people go through stuff. And I guess one thing, and I, 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 maybe you would agree with me, one thing that I like to, uh, I guess, push on to the youth if, if I can is it's okay to go through stuff. It, yeah. it, it's okay to deal with stuff because that's, that's where we get to stand and watch God do the things that he said he would do for us in the Bible. And, and yeah. being real with them, I, I don't want to be somebody that never is dealing with anything or anything like that because yeah. almost in an instant, maybe I'm not doing what I need to do because if I'm not facing opposition, maybe the enemy's not looking at me as a threat. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. but what I, but that's what I try to tell the youth. If you're going through something, that's okay. It's okay. God's going to bring you through. Yeah. So that's it. You got anything you go ahead, Joe. You know, one time, um, I, I, there was this guy at work and he was struggling and having troubles and stuff like that. And I, and, and I just felt like I needed to talk to him. God, a lot of times, God just lays it on my heart. You know, he speaks to me. He spoke to me in an audible voice. He speaks to me through a Bible and he speaks to me just, I just know. Mm -hmm. And so this is one of those cases where I just knew and I just like, okay, God, I'm going to talk to him. And this other guy, he talked to him and he said, hey, brother. I feel like you need to talk to this guy. And I said, I know, I know. I'm just waiting for the right time. <laughs> and so he was, and I can tell he's going through some stuff. You know, we all go through stuff. And sometimes, sometimes uh, Christians believe, don't think that other Christians go through things and or other people go, or people don't think other people go through things, but we all got things. Yeah. We all got troubles and we all got things we got to go through. And, and so I was like, I was working one day and I said, okay, God, you got to get him hauling. So he can come down my aisle because I was at work and wasn't no time here. He is hauling. So I'm like, okay. And so I did this whole while I put away. And um, and then he never did come down my aisle. I get in the next aisle started and I was like, okay, God, he's got to come down my aisle. <laughs> and then uh, I looked and there goes the office manager. I said, I understand, God, because this guy, he, he would get on to me if I was talking. So <laughs> right after he left, here he comes, here he comes. He comes down my aisle and I said, hey. Can I talk to you? And I, he's like, yeah, yeah, what do you want? And I was like, um, um, he said, give it to me like God gave it to you. Mm. He knew, he knew good wow. that I was supposed to talk to him. <laughs> and I, so I just, I just told him, I just told wow. him what I was, wow. and I just, and I was like, okay, God, I'm, here I am. Well, what am I supposed to say to him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I'm, I, so I just, I just tell him, <clears throat> tell him my life story. And I tell him what I'm going through. And he, and he said, you know what? He said, thanks, man. He said, because he said, I'm going through the same thing, similar, similar as you. He said, and, and I just feel like, you know, it's just I'm the only one going through something. Yeah. And, and he said, I needed that. Wow. He said, I thank you for that. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, I, and, and that's what we're here for. We're here to help each other out, you know, and, and it, and it, fulfills us yeah let's talk about god lifts one another up yeah well it makes me think uh eli uh, not eli blake dalton was on the show or on this on this podcast a couple weeks ago or a month or two ago and that was one of the things he said when he first started coming here was that he was intimidated by some of us because he said we y'all hadn't i felt like y'all hadn't been through some stuff and y'all were living really good lives but we got to texting and talking to one another and quickly he realized we've all been through some stuff and we was just normal guys. And, and I, I think that 
that's kind of an issue with, with the church because if we put that persona that we're not going through anything or we're not, we've not been through anything, people are almost afraid, you know, they'll put us on a pedestal and they're afraid to come to us because they almost feel like they're the problem. But that's quite the opposite. I, I, I would love for people to come in and say, you know what, I'm going through this. Can we talk about this? Can you pray with me or something? Because, or, or same like Joe did, God give us that opportunity. And I talk about the Walmart all the time, you know, and yeah. when I'm going through Walmart and God's like, well, I need you to pray for this person. And, and I'm like, well, I'm going to take this out, God, or swerve away from it. But when God gives us those opportunities, it's because he's given it for us a reason because we've been through some stuff. They're probably going through some stuff and they need some help and some guidance and, and we can give that. And, and if we can pray for somebody and help them or as that gentleman clearly knew, you know, give it to me like God told you to. Yeah. He knew something was it was coming, and he was ready for it. So, man, it just it's it's okay to go through stuff, guys. It's okay to to struggle. It's okay to deal with life because life comes at us. But there's always God that's waiting and able and going to take care of life's problems. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it may come a different way than we want it to, but God's going to take care of those problems. So, you got anything, Doc? Uh, we've got a little little bit more time, Joe. Uh, <laughs> I know we've covered that, but I'd like to talk about where you came from I, as a younger guy. You you ain't always lived in Arkansas, correct? And you ain't you ain't always went to Salus. So uh, if you if you want to share a little bit of that uh, and, and tell how you got here, I guess you'd say so. All right, I grew up in Indiana, New Albany, Indiana. It was a it was a bad kind of rough neighborhood, and um, and I and we I worked there. I mean, I went to school there and. And we moved around a lot. My my mom and my dad separated when I was young, and so we moved around a lot, and and um, had gotten a lot of fights and stuff like that in school. And I remember one time in third grade, I there was this kid who was he had a little mental problem, and and there's these kids, three kids, always picked on him every day, and at their school. And I was, finally I was like, you know what, I'm done. I, I'm taking care of this. So I, I jumped in, and I thought he was going to help me, but he ran off, and I had to beat three kids up at once. <laughs> but anyway, so so we, we you know, and and um and I and we went on in life and everything, and and I um, when I got a little older, I I worked with my dad on the weekends, and one time we moved to Virginia for a little while, and then came back, and, and I just worked with my dad on the weekends and during the summer roofing houses, and. Um, <laughs> I wasn't very good at reading. Uh, I couldn't understand what I read. I'd read three pages, five pages, and I couldn't answer the, the questions in the book. And so I was, I was failing class, and I was like, you know what, if I fail this, this, this semester, I'll quit. Because yeah. they wanted me to take summer school, and I was like, no, that's not happening because I roof houses. So this next semester, I got a D minus, and I was like, okay, that's close enough. So I quit, started roofing houses, when I turned 19, I moved to Arkansas. I started going to church, and um, when I started going to church, I started I started reading my Bible. My aunt, my aunt and uncle, they, went, I went to church with them, and I was reading my Bible, and she says, "Do you understand it?" I said, "No, not at was all." This, was this Aunt Mary? Yes, Mary. And I said, "No, not at all." So she said, "Just keep reading it and pray." So I did, and and God God healed me for that, <laughs> and he and um. Uh, and now I can read it and understand what I read. Wow. Wow. And I, you know, and, and I mean, God has healed me of a lot of things. I uh, had a bad back, I guess, from roofing houses and being crazy and lifting stuff. And, <laughs> but um, one time I was, 
we had a healing service at our church mm-hmm. and and um I felt like God healed my back and I was and I was like he said testify and I was like but well, you know I wasn't for sure so <laughs> so well when this little girl come up to to we was fixing to dismiss church and this little girl come up and sing a song the angels bow before him, heaven and earth adores him. And, I was, and so, oh, that's what he told me to do, bend over. And I was like, man, you know, and I was like, so when he, and when that happened, I was like, okay, God, I guess I'm bending over. <laughs> so I bent over, and and so I testified and told, told everybody that God healed my back. Well, the next three weeks, my back hurt worse than it ever has. It was terrible. And, and I mean, and I just thank God, I just kept thanking God for healing my back. Went to church the next Sunday. And and the preacher was preaching, and I could feel the anointing on my back. It felt it. I mean, it 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 felt better and better every time. But but during the week, it was hurting. Mm. I mean, it hurt worse than ever. And um, my cousin Robbie, he um, he wanted me to go to revival with him, and I was like, okay, I'll go. And my back was killing me, and, and I went to that revival, and Cully was preaching. And we, and he says, y'all got anything from God that y'all need from God? So we all went up to the front, and I was standing there, and Cully touched my back, and it, and it got healed after that. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Mm. And um, then I had this problem. I had uh, I was passing out once I a year. Say, I thought you had something where you were passing out. Around August, August, September, I'd pass out one time a year. And one time I did it at the school, uh, Getting, getting the kids rode in school, and I passed out of school. And the nurse was there, and um, and she she checked me and everything. They sent me in the ambulance. And one time I seen her at Walmart, and she said, I'm surprised you're still alive. And I said, what do you mean? She said, your blood pressure was 30. I said, what do you mean, 30 over 60? No, she said, 30. What? <laughs> and I mean, 100 over 30. She said, no, just 30. She said, I thought she was going to die. <laughs> and I was like, oh. So I told the doctor that, and he, and, uh, he said, no, that's, that wouldn't happen. That couldn't happen. Well, one year I did that. But, uh, last time I did that, I was, uh, it feels like I got to go to the restroom. So I, and I, I go to the restroom and have the runs and stuff. Well, I, I passed out on the floor and I got up and I got on a commode and I just started speaking in tongues loud with authority. Mm. And I mean, it's like God just took over. The Holy Ghost just took over. And I just spoke in tongues real loud, and my and my brother was there, and and, <laughs> and then we, then my wife after after I, I felt better, my wife said she wanted me to go to the hospital. I said I'm good, honey, I'm good, I'm good. So we went to the hospital. We got there and we was in the room and stuff and waiting. And my cousin come in to check on me, and, and he says, Joe, he said my, uh, your brother's out there, and he says, boy, they know how to pray, <laughs> <laughs> and you know. After that incident, uh, it, didn't, it never happened again. Never happened again. Mm. God healed my passing out. And, I mean, he's good. Yeah. He's good. Just got to believe. Just got to believe. Huh. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about your back your back deal. Coley, uh, got to have Coley on here sometime. But uh, <laughs> Coley is a is a mountain man. And, and you know, God just, God's no respect of a person. and. and and he'll what he will do for one, he'll do for all. And I knew you'd had this passing out spells because they told us that you was having them, and like you said, once a year. But uh, 
man, when God takes something like that that you don't know in 30 <laughs> is your blood pressure, there's no way. That, I mean, that's that's almost death, as she said. And there's no way of explaining that but God. And God taking these issues and, and just take them in the palm of his hand and saying, I've got this. Mm-hmm. He's a healer. He's a provider. He's, he's the giver of life. And, and when he does those things, it's it's hard for us. It's easy for me, I guess you'd say. It's easy for me to, to watch as they go by. As me and Josh have been talking this week, you know, we, we used to pray all the time for a group of, of young guys to come to the church and, and just be on fire for God. And that was about seven years ago. And now we've got a group of 12, 15 younger gentlemen that are, that are getting on fire for God. They're on fire for God. It, it's easy to miss all those things that God does for you. But when you sit back and you take a chance and you take a moment and you just see what he's done and the healings you know you talked about Yuba and all the miracles that he'd done through y'all's life through that not just not just the one you know the one in Mexico that that's a big miracle but you've seen it every day how God healed her how God took care of her for those many years you said probably 15 plus years that he done that and then your miracles you know you're back and I've watched him roof. I've watched you roof. He roofed my house, by the way. He probably don't want everybody to know that because he don't he don't want nobody asking. But he did and, and just did it by himself for one. And drawing all those things, that's a hard job, Joe. And, and I commend you for that. You did excellent job on my house, and I appreciate it. But being healed of that back and, and then being healed of the dizzy spells or, or passing out, just God taking control and, and doing what he said he would do when – even when we don't realize it or even when we don't see it, that's how cool God is. So uh, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed today. Uh, you got something, Doc? Yeah, I think it's always important to remember that no matter what we go through, and as I was preaching the other night, it doesn't matter how it looks or how it may seem to us. God is always on the move, just like Brother Joe's been, been talking about uh, to us, that in every situation that he told us told of us today, you could see how God was on the move and how he's working in every situation. And just like Brother Joe said, no ma- if we will look hard enough, we can see God moving. We just have to look hard enough and we have to believe and have the faith in him that he will get it done because he will get it done. Another thing I'd like to say is kind of, I guess we're kind of wrapping it up. We're wrapping and, up yeah. that, and it's kind of a recap now. Whenever you were talking about... Uh, working with the guy and you felt like you needed to talk to him and he was like oh i already know you know uh yeah, yeah. just tell me what god's got for you i think it's important for us as christians and as believers to not miss the detours to not be afraid or scared to do like brother joe and talk to that man if the holy spirit leads you to do something do it and don't miss your detour don't miss your time to tell somebody something. Don't don't be afraid. Is what I guess is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. And as Eli said, it could be some. It could be that point of somebody receiving a miracle or receiving that help that they need or that encouragement. And we don't. I mean, again, we don't know what people's going through unless God reveals it in that way. So when we do that, and God says, "Hey, let's do this," and as Joe has Joe has said many times, he just knows when God says it. Just be confident that God has spoke to you to do that. And I wish, you know, 100% I could say all the time that I was confident that God, I did what God told me to and just like that. Yeah. But there's been some times where I thought, oh, man, you know, is this of me or am I sure this is God? And that's something that I've always strived to want to do better and tell the young people as well. Make sure 100% it's God. But if you're confident and know it's God, you better do it. So, yes. You got something else? No? Okay. You know, Go ahead. Uh, you talk about passing out, you know, when I when I first started doing that, it was 
foaming at the mouth, seizures and everything. Wow. I mean, it was bad. But, you know, uh, every once in a while, the devil tries to bring that back. And, and I can film like my blood pressure dropping. And I'm like, no, no, God, God, you healed me. Right. And I'm healed. Yeah. Yes. I'm healed for that. And I thank God for that. Yeah. And I just, you know, the devil tries to bring things back to you. And you just, just got to remember, you know, and, and thank him. Just remember yes. to thank him always yeah. yes. and for, the, for those things. And that's all, it, that's all it does for me is just give him praise one more time because yeah. yes. of the miracle, one of the miracles he's done in my life. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's that. I mean, just, just give it to God. So uh, this is the Greater Things Podcast once again. Uh, Eli, thanks. You want to tell everybody goodbye? Yeah, good to be back on here on the Greater Things Podcast and hopefully back, be back sometime. Yeah. And thank you, Brother Joe, for being on today. And just as he's just said, don't forget to praise God because he's done something in your life. Yeah. No matter what you're going through, always look back to that and give your praise to him. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, thanks Eli for that. And Joe, thank you for sharing. I, I, we, we was talking before this and I hope you don't mind, but this was, this was going to be tough, wasn't it? This, yeah. this is hard. And sharing about his, his, his wife, Sister Yuba, who, who we all love, but man, he, you can just feel the love that he had for her. So I, I do thank you once again for sharing what you've shared today. Uh, if it goes like we normally do, we always have the, uh, the new guy pray on our closing. So if you're good with it, do you care to pray for us in That's closing? Fine. Go right ahead. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, Father God, that we always want to lift you up, Lord, and praise your name, Father God. Even if, you know, if I'm nervous, Lord, Father God, I want to take the time to, to praise you, Lord, Father God, to give yes. you the glory, Lord, Father God. If it makes me look bad or whatever, Lord, Father God, as long as you are lifted up, Lord, Father God, because this is what it's all about, Lord. I pray, Lord, Father God, if anyone is listening that is going through th struggles and trials and sickness, I pray, Lord, Father God, that you would touch them and heal their bodies, Lord, Father God. Give them peace, Lord, over this situation, Lord, Father God. Help them to yeah. see what you are doing in their lives, Lord, Father God. I pray that you'll take the blinders off of their lives, Lord, Father God. I pray that you'll bless them, Lord, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. And I pray, Lord, Father God, that you'll touch his podcast, Lord, Father God. And I pray that you'll bless Michael. Eli and whoever else gets on here, Lord Father God, and I give you praise and I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Amen. 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 This is the Greater Thanks Podcast. Thanks for listening.